0: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
3: When you have a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It tastes like Miller time. This past weekend for Mother's Day, I'm treating my wife while grilling. I'm treating myself with a Miller Lite. Miller Lite, it just tastes right. Whether it's barbecue season or just celebrating a regular day with burgers and dogs, with a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. it tastes like Miller Time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit millerlite.com/patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells great beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Ninety-six calories per twelve ounces. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. We made it to a Friday. It's a Mead Friday at that. And in case you're living vicariously through us and our Traeger grills. barbecue chicken sandwiches ultimate loaded nachos today all being cooked on the Traegers. who has it better than we do nobody Nobody. come on in by the way a lot of people took advantage of our clearance sale inventory at danpatrick.com buy any saint patrick's day t-shirt get a mystery t-shirt for just ten dollars and who knows According to Seton O'Connor, you might just get one of our more controversial T-shirts. A lot of people took advantage of that uh, yesterday. Dan selected Patrick. at random. Uh, yeah, selected at random. Could be a cease and desist in there. Could be something controversial that we were asked to uh, take down. But uh, that's available. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dp show. Some of the headlines. Clippers sweep the seasonal series with the Lakers again, blow them out. I didn't know if it was going to be a big deal if they lost, but it feels like it's an even bigger deal by how they lost. We'll hear from LeBron James coming up. Kevin Durant came back, but the Nets lose. NFL Combine is rolling along. And we, of course, are talking hand size today, 40-yard dash times. (laughs) The NFL drops COVID protocols. And Mike Krzyzewski's last home game at Duke – is coming up on Saturday. We'll discuss all of that here on the program. Play of the day, stat of the day, poll questions, say hello to Peacock. Streaming partners, download the app and watch this great program. Also say good morning to our radio affiliates, iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio lineup, and the other great affiliates we have around the country. It is officially hand-sized season in the NFL, and the Combine gives teams the opportunity to really break down prospects Historically, NFL teams would like to see something around hand size nine and a half inches. Kenny Pickett at Pitt measured in at just eight and a half. That would give him the smallest hands out of any starting quarterback in the NFL. I don't know how relevant this is. Hand size is important, does allow quarterbacks to throw tight spirals and play in bad weather and hold on to the football, but hand size isn't a necessity. Because coming out of LSU, there were concerns about Joe Burrow's hand size. Burrow played in the Super Bowl this year, won a national championship, and turned in maybe the greatest college football season a quarterback has ever turned in at LSU. Pickett was pretty good last year. Fourth in the nation in passing touchdowns, a Heisman Trophy finalist. And I don't know how certain we could be about Pickett's measurements and how that affects his stock, but... With Joe Burrow's success, maybe we'll see teams put less emphasis on measurements this year. We do this every year. We do this with the 40-yard dash. I don't care about the 40-yard dash. All I have to do is point towards a couple of wide receivers. Chris Carter, Jerry Rice, Larry Fitzgerald, and Cooper Cup. How fast are you when you need to be fast? How quick are you? How many times do you run 40 yards? Not very often. Usain Bolt's the fastest man on the planet. There are a few guys who could beat him in a 40-yard dash. Nobody's going to beat him in a 100-yard dash. So Tyreek Hill has that quick acceleration, and he's got uh, exceptional speed. That's rare. But if you said, I can get from point A to point B in this amount of time, that's what I want. Because if I go back and look at Cooper Cup at the combine, and he ran, I think, a 4 six, 40 Okay. That's probably in the lower third of 40-yard dash times for that combine. 4-6. A little over 4-6. But if I look at the three-cone drill and the shuttle drill, that is a better indicator of how you're going to be off the line of scrimmage. I, I need to know, can you get into your route, get in and out of those cuts? That's what I want. That's how you get yourself open. And Cooper Cup was probably in the upper third of those times. That's what I want to know. There are a lot of guys who have straight-ahead speed. That doesn't mean they can play. Look at some of the fastest guys who have ever played football. At you know, and we're factoring in forty-yard dash time. Uh, you know, there's Champ Bailey in there, Daryl Green in there. Those are two great players, Hall of Fame players. But if I start to run down the list here, 40-yard dash times, the guys who were up there couldn't play football or didn't play football very long. Chris Johnson is in there. Chris Johnson, of course, uh, had the 2,000-yard rushing season. But for the most part, you're looking and going, hmm, that guy didn't. John Ross, remember that? Oh, my God, John Ross, he's so fast. John Ross couldn't play. But this is a big deal because this is made for TV. ESPN, NFL Network, they can, pardon my pun, run with this for a while. Thank you, Todd. But it doesn't mean anything to me. It, it, it'll mean something to you because, we're, look, we're looking to watch something football-related. How fast is somebody going to run a 40-yard dash? I still want to know how fast you run five yards, 10 yards, maybe 20 yards at the most. But let me go back, you know, a little history lesson Paul Brown, the great coach, Hall of Fame coach, came up with the 40-yard dash because punts were 40 yards. He wanted to know how fast you could run down the field on the punt coverage team. And therefore, we came up with the 40-yard dash. If guys were kicking punts 50 yards back then, we would have had a 50-yard dash. Now we have 40-yard dash, and we attach so much uh, to this. And I understand the hand size. But I want to know how strong your hands are. Because you can have big hands. Do you have strong hands? Although Seaton thinks that I'm you That's know, a classic small hand guy thing to say. Yes. He, <laughs> he thinks that because we measured our hands this morning, and nobody knows the results here, but uh, I said, you know, I can palm a basketball, but I don't know if I have big hands. Whereas McLovin had bigger hands than me, but he couldn't palm a basketball. We can't. Yes. Big hands, weak hands. Mm. But I want to know how strong your hands are because that's a better indicator of holding on to the football. Uh, you know, you got small hands, you can't play football. Yes, Eden. Talking about the speed thing, though, so is somebody
4: like Tyreek Hill the anomaly? Yes. Yes. He has everything. Because if you start, even if you start looking at yesterday, they're like the unofficial times or whatever, there's something like 12 wide receivers ran under 4 4. Yeah. Which that's. Yeah. If the
3: game is getting faster. Yes, I don't know. But if everybody is getting faster, then are you really separating yourself? I mean, the DBs are fast. Micah Parsons ran a four-four. He's a linebacker, so everybody is getting faster. Not just hey, you got two guys who are really fast, and everybody else is sort of staying at the same uh, you know speed, same times here. But I I want to know how quick you are. Can you get off the line of scrimmage? Can you get into your route? Can you make your cuts? Those are the things that are really important as far as wide receivers. And the same thing with defensive backs. Because defensive backs have to be able to adjust to you when you're getting into your route, coming out of your cuts. How fast do you go forward? How fast do you go backwards? Can you go back ten yards? How quickly? How quickly do you move up to the line of scrimmage? Those are the things that I care about. But the 40 yard dash, it's made for TV. It's great to watch when you see the lineman up there, when you see somebody and you go, wow, that guy at that speed or that size ran this. All right. It's interesting. But I think sometimes we fall in love with somebody because they're really fast. Yeah, Paul.
5: Here's another example. Devontae Adams, a wide receiver from the Green Bay Packers. I looked at his draft profile. When he ran the 40 at the Combine in 2014, he was in the bottom quarter of all guys. He was one of the slower wide receivers in that draft. But he beat most of the receivers. He was in the top quarter of the 3 cone drill and the shuttle drill with his lateral quickness. Does anyone talk about Devontae Adams being slow? No. Because he produces. Yeah. If you know like, like his numbers are he is he's not a 40 guy. But no one no one anyone has a problem with that now?
3: Yeah. But this is going to be, you know, there're going to be teams that go, "Gosh, we got to have this guy." I mean, the Bengals took I think John Ross went 5 overall. And he was a little guy. I mean, he was fun to watch in college, but he would get banged up. You you get those guys who know how to run a pass pattern. And it sounds like, well, of course, everybody knows how to. No, they don't. There's guys who, you know, they round them off. You know, they're, they're a little lazy sometimes. They rely on just pure athleticism. But there's athleticism on the other side of the ball. I mean, that's why Cooper Cup is going to continue to be great. Because what he does and how he does it. And the same thing, you know, it was sustainable for Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, you didn't look at Larry Fitzgerald and go, well, he's going to beat me deep. Or Chris Carter. Jerry Rice. They just don't drop anything. Chris Carter, Jerry Rice, they, they don't drop anything. And that's another thing to factor in. Why don't we, why don't we talk about wide receivers hand size? Like, they have to catch it. Like, doesn't that seem important? I'm just curious about that, that everybody's gone, oh, my God, this quarterback, you know, his hand sucks. And I go, okay, is anybody talking about any of these wide receivers? I'm going? on. Uh, anybody got small hands who are wide receivers? I don't know. We, we're hand-shaming today. Yeah, Paul.
5: They don't do it anymore, but the combine, they used to test for quarterbacks' uh, leaping ability, vertical, and bench press. <laughs> Why would you even test for a quarterback's leaping ability and bench press? What does that have to do with what he does, really? I a living? have no idea.
3: <laughs> I have no idea. Yes, Todd.
6: And you could argue, even a running back's hands, when you're tucking it in, you want to punch that ball out of his hand. And he's got these little teeny mitts c- c- corralling the ball. Seems like you wouldn't want to have a nice, thick hand holding onto that.
3: Thank you, Todd. You're welcome. Thank you. Well, not, I would not want Not a to... thick
5: hand. You want longer fingers, not thicker fingers.
3: I want to know how strong your hands are. Depends on your preferences. Yeah. No. <laughs> Uh, are we betting on who has the biggest hands in here?
5: Yeah, according to the I-team, everyone uh, did their hands before the show. A couple of people were stretching beforehand.
3: Oh, they were. I See, I was, as soon as I walked in, it's like uh, Ray, the intern, goes, uh, hey, we're measuring hand size.
5: You didn't have a chance to warm up?
3: No. Well, my hands are all mangled up. Uh, here we go. No, but they're strong. so. It doesn't... They are strong, but I look, you throw the ball, I'm catching it. Best hands in Milford, Connecticut, right yeah. here. All right. Six years in a row. All All? Milford. Yes, all Milford. First team, all Milford. First First team. team. Got to clarify. Shuttle drill. Do you guys know when I run the shuttle drill in? Of course we do. I don't. We work. (laughs) That that three-cone drill? Yes, off the charts. Yes. My vert? My vertical? Percentile. Yeah.
5: (laughs) So everyone measured. We'll take bets later. Okay.
3: Who has the biggest and who has the smallest? If I don't have the smallest hands in here,
4: that is just humiliating for somebody else. I know. I know. Uh, If if I can find a way to somehow not have the smallest hands, even if it's the second smallest, (laughs) that would be a major win for me.
3: uh, Major. We got some clothes in from Link Soul, our new clothing partner, and I had to ask all the Danettes. I said, give me your sizes here. i got to order this. (laughs) So, uh, you know, we go around shoe size. You know, you you wear large, extra large. And so then I go to pants, and I go – Hey, Seaton, you just gave me your waist size, I need your length. And and he goes, That's not necessary. And I I was like, What what are you talking about? You're thirty four, what's your pant? length because you didn't usually you're I, I think the
4: audience is aware that you like to take <laughs> shots at maybe if we've gained weight or not um and you didn't write back like what's the length you just wrote 34x at, oh I know and I was like to me that was like oh he's making fun of me for being fat or something like okay that's not <laughs> ton, necessary Todd thought,
3: thought the same, same thing exactly happened to me and see? then he sent
6: me a note like like what basically what's your problem I need let, add wait, weight. Wait. I need two numbers
3: <laughs> don't you know that it's 34 by 32 X is the 34 by 32.
6: Yeah, that particular text, (laughs) I was very confused. I thought you were taking a shot also, like XX, 2XL, (laughs) 4XL.
4: Exactly.
3: No, I would have done that. I would have said, you know, 36 XX on you. But it was 35. Don't you know, you know, the jargon for haberdashery, it's 34 by
5: 32. Dan, I'm surprised you didn't write down at the end. By the way, I'm a 33, just to to force the issue.
3: Yeah. I'm 33, 34. Don't you know the jargon for haberdashery? Yes, Todd.
5: The other thing that threw me off was when I was a kid in
6: Brooklyn, we'd go into a store, and you were either slim jeans or husky. I don't know if you guys had that. It was very upsetting, especially no, when that cute there, girl is with there her pants dropping. There had to be a regular.
3: There's a, it's slim, I, it was regular slim husky. on one
6: side, and husky is what they referred to.
3: We used people.
4: to look down the aisle from the slim side over at the huskies yeah. and be like, ooh, <laughs>
3: So that's what it looks like to be husky. Yeah. This program brought to you by Discover. Real credit card questions require real people. Somebody who understands your issues, and we go to issues, works uh, to resolve them. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S. based representatives available 24 7. Discover, exceptionally common sense. All right. We'll get phone calls coming up. We will go to the combine next hour. We'll check in with the Lakers who lost again. We'll hear from LeBron James. Got a lot of things going on on this Meet Friday. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. You know, you can measure my hand size and how strong my hands are, but you know what you can't measure? The heart of a champion. Because every morning when I wake up, I take M drive start my daily dose of protein and nutrition that helps me stay on top of my game pack with seven clinically tested ingredients, six premium proteins, boosting energy and strength, reduces stress. So you can keep up with your busy day, no matter what your age is. Find it at M Get it delivered right to your door, free shipping, 60 day money back guarantee, nothing to lose guys. It's time to focus on your health so you can keep up with your busy days Try M-Drive Start. You're going to get energy, strength, and drive that you need to get more done every single day. And that's why I encourage Todd to take this to get more done during the day.
6: It's a valid point. You come in and you're bursting with energy yes, and I skipping am. to your loo if people still do that.
3: And, and some, you know, if Wheel of Fortune does skipping to, to my loo, <laughs> somebody's not going to get that one Definitely either. not. Don't let age beat you. Visit MdriveDan.com.
0: That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
5: If I could eat bacon for every meal, I I think I would. I don't think I would. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, brunch. My love for bacon is no joke. My wife, who I love as much as bacon, says I would even put bacon in cereal if I could.
4: You know, I thought that I knew what good bacon was. Uh, Turns out, nope, I was wrong. Hmm. Because then I tried right brand bacon, and honestly...
3: Clippers swept the seasonal series for the second straight year. They swept the Lakers five times since the last time the Lakers swept the uh, uh, swept the Clippers. That was two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Here's LeBron James after the latest loss.
5: I mean, I take pride in my in the work that I put in to my craft. I Take pr- a lot of pride in that, and uh, I was trying to figure out ways I can be better and trying to improve.
2: And I uh, hated away at one point during the season. I was shooting free throws and. I, Try to get better with that
5: finishing around the rim lately my three-pointer um hasn't been you know clicking for me i mean i had a good third quarter last game but overall um hasn't been clicking for me so i'm always trying to figure out ways i can continue to fine tune my game and try to be the best player i can be out on the floor and from that's from an individual like how i take my personal self i'm always want to be as great as i can be on the floor um obviously from a team aspect i mean it matters absolutely nothing when you're not winning so that's just who i am i've won at every. At every level, including his level, so um,
3: my mindset hasn't never changed. It's not you, LeBron. <laughs> it's not you. <laughs> it's everybody but you. It feels like Russell Westbrook, though, is just the scapegoat. Um, you know, Anthony Davis is also, you know, has to be thrown in there as well because he can't stay healthy. But, you know, Russell Westbrook is the new guy. He's the guy LeBron wanted. Instead of getting somebody who probably served them better with their needs, but he healed, they got Russell Westbrook. Okay, but if you're expecting Russ to be somebody different than he's been in the last couple of years, then it's on you. And that's the Lakers as well. And LeBron, I, we talked about this when he first got there. When he first got there, we wondered out loud. We suggested, why not bring Russ off the bench So I have the starters play, let's say, the last four minutes of the first quarter. Start the second quarter. You want to have LeBron sit down. You want to have a couple of guys sit down. Russ, come on in. Go. Go. Take it. Take it to him. Eat up minutes. Handle the ball. And then uh, let our guys rest. So we could have load management during the game and utilize Russ's energy. He's not a great shooter. He's never going to be, never was a great shooter. Good free throw shooter. But he shoots 43% from the floor for his career. And this is a guy who goes to the hoop. I got to factor that in as well. If you just said, what's his shooting percentage? Jumpers? He's probably in the low 30s, I'm guessing. But he's not any different than he was. That's why he's been on four teams in the last four years. Because he's not what he once was. And while he was fascinating to watch, when I watch him now, I don't think he knows what his role is. I think he tries too hard. Uh, He still plays with energy, still plays with passion. He's just not not a guy that is going to win for you. And I said that all along. I didn't think he was a guy who wins. He puts up numbers. He's going to average close to a triple-double for his career. But he's not a guy you want with the ball in his hands late in the game. You just don't. And I'm not going to put all of this on him because I have to put some of this on LeBron. There's no way they go, hey, LeBron, do you want uh, Russell Westbrook? "Uh, No. Well, we're bringing him in anyway. No, they ran it by him. They all got together at LeBron's house. A.D., Russ, LeBron. And they said, all right, let's go. Let's make this work. And they thought that they could make this work. It's not going to work. Even when AD comes back, it's not going to work. Watch Russ play. He has no feel for the game, or at least this team, or what he's supposed to do. Zero. Like there are times when you go, what are you doing? And his pull-up jumper... You know how Steph will get rid of the ball so quickly? Well, Russ, is, Russ tries to do that. You know, if I, if I was helping Russ shoot... And I would say, you know what? Why don't you stay with your jumper a little longer? Don't. He, he releases it. And then he pulls his arm down real quick. And, and I go, that, that, that doesn't work. It does for Steph because he does everything else, uh, you know, properly. And then he can do that. But watch Jordan. Jordan would always keep his hand up. Russ, you know, we'll, we'll get it up and then bring it down real quick. And he shoots some shots that, I mean, he hits the side of the backboard, the top of the backboard. like He hits parts of the basket that I didn't know you could hit. But it's too late now. What is he, 33? I don't know if I, I can help him. Yeah, yeah, he's
5: 33, but why can't an assist, I'm looking at stats right now, Russell Westbrook. Yeah. He shoots 28% from three. Yeah. Once you get under 30%, that shot becomes a detriment. It doesn't equal out anymore. Yeah. If you remove, he takes about three and a half threes per game attempts. If you remove the three-point shot, he's shooting 50% from the floor. From two, he'd be shooting 50%. A guy like DeMar DeRozan is shooting 55% from the floor, and he's shooting like 33% from three, but he doesn't take any threes. He takes one three a game, DeMar DeRozan, probably just to keep the defense honest. Why can't an assistant coach of LeBron Shape say, no more threes, you just drive? It's, it hasn't worked really, and it's not working now. I
3: just, would think out of embarrassment that you would go, I don't... Just think remove that. it from the game. I it mean, would, Ben Simmons doesn't take threes because he's embarrassed. Russ is not embarrassed by how he shoots, but he should be. But DeMar DeRozan has a really good-looking jump shot. I mean, his form is really good. But Russ, watch Russ try to get the ball off so quick and then bring his arm down. I would have him take the shot and follow through because that'll tell me a little bit more about your form. But you, you can't, you're not changing him. Yes, Eden. The timing of last night's game
4: couldn't have been worse for Russell Westbrook. Because you have, everybody is focused on him right now and how he's not working there. And there are just... It's highlight after highlight of Reggie Jackson absolutely eating him alive, getting crossed up, crossed up, hitting the three
3: right in his face. It was just like, dang, dude, when it rains, it pours kind of thing. Yeah, and, and once again, I didn't expect anything out of him other than he was going to eat up minutes this year. And he was going to take the ball out of LeBron's hands during the regular season. And then during the postseason, LeBron would take the ball and it would be his team. That's what I thought was going to happen. But I'm not putting all this on Russ because I didn't expect anything out of Russ. I thought it would be numbers, and this is where numbers lie. Because you can go, man, he's averaging a triple-double. And then I'll go, did you watch him? Because sometimes you get that, hey, you had uh, 20, 10, and 10, and 7 turnovers. Uh, Plus, how many shots did you take to get to your 20 point? You know, that's where you look at this and go, they can be really deceiving. You know, sometimes you go, man, that guy threw for 450 yards. Uh, Yeah, Jameis Winston led the NFL in passing yardage. How'd that go? He led in interceptions as well. Matthew Stafford. Hey, he's throwing for 5,000 yards and leading the league in interceptions. They can be really deceiving there. But he's a scapegoat, shouldn't be a scapegoat. Because he should never have been put in the position where you were going to rely on Russ to be great. I think he can still be, he's not a detriment, but I think he makes himself more of a detriment than, than he needs to, than he should. Yeah, Paul.
5: I look at a guy, I know they're apples and orange. Remember Andre Iguodala in the second half of his career when he joined the the Warriors? He was a different player. He was a high-end bench player. You could be that. If you win, everything goes away. If Russell Westbrook somehow volunteered to come off the bench
3: and suck it up. But Higodala played defense, and he could hit a big shot. Oh, my bad. Yes. (laughs) As you were. (laughs) So Russ can't (laughs) shoot. And you would think a guy with that kind of athleticism would be an unbelievable defender. You just go, Russ, go get him. But, you know, that comes down to effort. And you watch the Lakers. I mean, would they give up to the Clippers? 132? Come on. With, without their two best players, 132 points. And I, you know, I, I said yesterday, Tyron Lue deserves coach of the year uh, votes. He's really done an unbelievable job. He really has. I mean, you don't have your two best players, no Kawhi, Paul George, and somehow they've turned in a better season than the Lakers Give me the starting lineup of the Clippers, Paulie. All right, I'm not making this up.
5: Terrence Mann, Reggie Jackson, Zubak, uh, Morris Sr., and Nicholas Batum, your guy. yeah. Covington off the bench is one of their better players. Yeah.
3: So if you're expecting something different with the Lakers, and maybe you have a little magic with the play-in game, maybe. But, you know, what is sustainable for them? It used to be, can you beat LeBron four games? And you'd usually bet against that team trying to beat LeBron in four games. Four games in a seven-game series. Now it's the other way around. Can the Lakers actually win? Can LeBron win four games out of seven? And I don't think they can. Because I do think Memphis with that youth, that energy, and, and a better understanding of who they are. Phoenix, Chris Paul comes back. Uh, Golden State's been in a slump. Uh, a little bit of a slump. Lost again last night. Uh, lost to Luca and the Mavs. Luca put up 41. I think they're two and seven in their last nine games. But I don't worry as much about them because it feels like Draymond Green comes back, Clay Thompson still getting his legs. You know, they're they're still going to be a formidable team. But I, I just I look at the Lakers and I I might get something, maybe one series, maybe. Durant had 31, and Brooklyn lost again. Joe Harris is out. Now with season-ending surgery, Seton. Sorry about Joseph that. Joe. Yeah, Joseph Joe Harris is uh, out, and then you're waiting for Kyrie, and you're waiting for Ben Simmons. Now I think they're realizing Ben Simmons' back injury is a little more serious than what they originally thought. Injured doing what? I guess getting ready to play.
5: I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to be. No, I think did he, he injure it since he came back to start yeah. practice? Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought it might have been something from the off-season. No, from sitting. I, no, I, was, I really wasn't trying to be facetious. I was no, just wondering when he heard
3: it. No, he, I think it was uh, him trying to come back. But, you know, that's another team. If I said I'd give you Brooklyn and the, and the Lakers or the rest of the field to start this year, you would have said, oh, man, give me Brooklyn and uh, the Lakers. <laughs> I think we asked that as a poll question. Of course you're going to take Brooklyn or the Lakers to start the year. Now, you're not taking either one of those teams. You're taking the field. Definitely. But uh, Duran had 31, but uh, all is not well there uh, with with Brooklyn. All right. What's the poll question we're going to go with, Seaton? We've got a couple options for you. OK, uh,
4: we could go with the best NBA team in L.A. is Lakers yeah. Clippers.
3: It's the Clippers. It <laughs> feels weird to say. I huh? know that like I feel more confident in what to expect out of the Clippers than I do the Lakers. So, yeah, I'd say the Clippers. Uh, We could go with uh, the most fun combine drill to
4: watch. All right, you have quarterbacks throwing to, you know, wide receivers with no defenders. Yeah. Uh, The three-cone drill or the shuttle run, we're going to put them together because they're basically the same thing. (laughs) Um, You have the broad jump and the vertical jump. No,
3: it's it's the 40-yard
4: dash. Okay, what about the gauntlet? Are you familiar with the gauntlet? The gauntlet is the thing where the uh, receiver is standing, and then he turns, catches a pass, turns, catches a pass, turns, catches a pass. Then he runs, catches a pass, catches a pass, catches a pass, catches a pass runs through some cones.
3: Okay. That thing. I'm okay with that. Yeah, Paul. <laughs> I,
5: I don't like the gauntlet, but if they catch the pass, and then instantaneously they, they throw it down so they could be ready to catch the other pass. Are they actually catching it? Or are they partially catching it?
3: However, it well, is... Well, are they completing the process? Right, they're
5: not being trained to complete the process.
3: <laughs> but it is
4: just so delicious when... Somebody gets out there and can't catch anything for some reason. Yeah. Not that I want to see somebody struggle and fail like that, but you're like,
1: oh, no, the
4: wheels are coming off for this, dude. He dropped three passes already. Yes, Todd.
6: And I'm not sure the last time I watched a football game where any receiver was expected to catch a bunch of balls flying at him in a row like that. <laughs> Usually there's a play, the whistle blows, you go to the huddle, and you run another play. Usually
3: that's it. And normally you don't see a guy just run unimpeded 40 yards down the field and somebody there timing you. Like There are a lot of things that happen at the combine. Nobody's going, uh, we're going to call a timeout here, and we're going to do the bench press. Guys get on the sidelines and start doing their uh, their reps of 225 pounds. Yeah, Paul.
5: You know what would be a great drill, and I don't think they do that, why don't they put like an offensive tackle versus a defensive end and almost like uh, put mud pits on either side of them, and they have to be pushed back into the pit. And, you know, you'd find out who's stronger and who could push harder, and that's good TV, <laughs> If there's a big pit of mud on either side of the guy. Mm, mm. This is
4: from the producers of Survivor. The NFL Combine. The amazing race.
5: (laughs) Jeff Probst over there to call it. Yeah, That's good TV. Mm. Throw a couple, you know, live animals in there.
3: Do you think they have to dress up the Combine? Do you, no, think, think they, you think they have to throw in a couple of it's like the Winter Olympics, like the Winter Olympics needed a lot of the snowboarding things. They wanted to get a younger audience in there. Do we need to freshen up the combine here? And if so, what would you have?
4: I, it's pretty remarkable what they've been able to make out of the combine yeah, already. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we sit
3: here and watch dudes bench press. <laughs> like, oh, look, he got up the- I, I don't. I can't do it. I, I, I just can't. Like, I, I feel a little bit better about what's going on in my life than I'm just going to get a get a beer and sit down, get a cigar, and have my wife say, what are you watching, hon? Nah, grown men bench press. Wow. Can I sit here and join you? Sure. Yes, Todd.
6: I'd like to see a pole vault, a discus throw, <laughs> tug of war, one on one, one big linebacker from Texas A and M against a big old Miss, you know, linebacker. Let them go after it with a big thing of mud in the middle. There's some things that they could have them do.
3: I'd like a tug of war like Squid Game, you know, where it's you know, there's something at stake. <laughs> but we there. don't lose somebody, do we? Well, I mean, no, you might. I mean, you could. The
5: players' union's going to have a
3: problem. No, oh, they that. will. Okay, I think if the combine was a little more Squid Game. That would be something else. Yeah, red light, green light, <laughs> <laughs> dodgeball. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I'll never ever think of red light, green light uh, the same after watching Squid Game. Unbelievable. Yes, that was that was when I went. Oh my god! Now I get it. That's the in like
4: yeah the first episode you're yes. watching. You're like, I don't see what the big deal is about this show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, oh wow.
5: Paulie, you haven't seen Squid Game. No, it got too much hype for me. I always get disappointed by shows like that. Should I? Should I? Should I not?
3: You should. Really? Yes. 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 Yeah, I think it's worth it. Well, just watch the first episode.
5: Okay, I know nothing about this, but it appears it's some type of game where you lose your life if you yes. lose. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. Who in this room would do well? Who in this room would not do well at any of the Squid Games?
3: Well, there's there's mind games that go on too, and there's teams and you know allies. But, um, you know, you, you kind of, you're thrown together and you think somebody's your ally and they're not. They're working against you. There's guys, businessmen, who come in to watch the games and bet on the games, you know, who's going to live and who's going to die. But just watch the first episode. That's, because I, I usually, that's, I always tell people, like Yellowstone, I just said, watch first episode. You know, if you don't like it, then you won't like it. Uh, I was watching Inventing Anna. That's that uh, New York, that faux New York socialite. She was like 25 years of age, and she was racking up millions and millions of dollars in debt and, you know, stealing from people. And, and people thought that she was this, uh, you know, real rich heiress. And, and it was all fake. But I can't watch it. The, the accent... I'm Anna Delvey. Is that the girl from um, Ozark? Ozark. And I love her. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Ruthie. Now, she does a great job in capturing this woman, I think. And that's part of the problem. You don't know about this girl and how she sounds and her mannerisms. You're, you're taking her word, her interpretation of this woman. But we had something to base this off of. It's like, oh, my gosh, she's nailed her. We don't, we don't know. And this girl, I think, is back in prison again. You look, Paul. Right. She would she would say like the
4: she had a funny accent like yes. that. Yeah.
3: Yep. Everything you said looks cheap. I'm Anna Dovey. <laughs> I I, I would I would say watch the first episode of Inventing Anna. And if the accents first of all, you don't like anybody in it, it feels like. Um and even the reporter, kind of annoying, but I, I, I watched five episodes. Finally, my wife's like, hey, episode six. I said, honey, I'm going to tap out. I can't do it. I cannot do it. Yeah, yeah, see. That happened uh, to
4: me with uh, Pam and Tommy. Oh, I didn't even get, I didn't even start it. Got a handful of episodes in, and I was like, God, you Man, know what, I, I kind of hate it. both of them. Yeah. I kind of hate everybody in this. I don't want to watch this
5: anymore. I watched the original. I'm not going to watch yeah. this one.
4: <laughs> you read the book?
5: <laughs> I, I watched a show last night. I think I'm going to recommend. It's called, uh, I think it's on Hulu, The Dropout. It's with, help me with the actress's name, Amanda Seyfried, Seyfried? Safe Seyfried. Seyfried. Okay, and Ann Archer and William H. Macy. It's about that woman from Theranos, the founder, Elizabeth Holmes. There's been documentaries on her. The one who has the deep voice. Yeah.
3: We're doing very exciting work here. <laughs>
5: it's like a six part show, and I watched the first part yesterday. I would recommend it so far.
3: She looks like her. She did a good job in capturing that. Yeah. Yeah. Good
5: first episode. Yeah. All right.
3: I don't know how we got here, but we got here. You
4: got to watch the Kanye duck. Just saying. I, I I can't do Kanye. I think I
5: I, re, <laughs> I, I, I honestly
4: I, think it's worth it. I can't. I really do. That. I think it's worth it. It's unbelievable. Oh, oh. yeah, Paul.
5: that's my question. Do you believe it? Is it an act or is it him? And that to me, that it's like guys like Charlie Sheen, Kanye. I don't know whether they're mm. putting on a lifelong act or not. Sheen is different, but like I'm talking, Kanye sometimes to me seems. No, no,
3: like, no. Like the Kardashians are acting. Yes, that's different. I, I can't tell. If
5: Kanye West is a very odd, unique character and talented, obviously.
3: I think he's yes. I think or that too, he's yes. a
5: master manipulator.
4: You know, he might be both. Yeah, he it's possible. Especially after watching this, it's possible that he's being completely genuine and acting all at the same time. And
3: you're like, I don't know how that's possible, but that's what he's doing. I just never know. Like he he pro- professes to be a very very religious man, very religious, but then he does a video where he uh, is shown uh, in a cartoon manner killing Pete Davidson. You know, you can't have both where you're a man of God, but then you want to, uh, you know, do something to Pete Davidson for dating your wife, ex-wife. That being said, (laughs) the documentary is is awesome. It's so good. I I, I know. You've said it to me a couple of times. I'm, I'm, I don't know. Maybe I'll give it a spin. I'm going to finish watching it uh, tonight. Yeah. And I'll
4: probably watch it again this week. Oh my God. It's so good. Yeah.
3: He's a tortured soul.
4: They have this moment where, and this is actually what the video ended up being, but his, I think his first big single was Through the Wire, right? And so he gets into a car accident and has his jaw wired shut, and he comes up with this song and sings the song while his jaw's wired shut, so it's called Through the Wire, and they're filming the music video for it, and the music video is just him playing the song and people's reaction to finding out that he did that without, and he's got all of these people, like Pharrell and all of these big names, and then
3: just his mom and all that stuff. It's remarkable. Let's take a break. Play of the days up next here on the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app.
1: Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball.
0: Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex.
5: If I could eat bacon for every meal, I I think I would. I don't think I would. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, brunch. My love for bacon is no joke. My wife, who I love as much as bacon, says I would even put bacon in cereal if I could.
4: You know, I thought that I knew what good bacon was. Uh, Turns out, nope, I was wrong. Hmm. Because then I tried right brand bacon, and honestly...
7: Oh my God! The play, the play. of the day.
1: This is the play of the day.
3: Check this out. Doncic right of the circle, Powell screen right, Looney plays him on the switch between his legs, left to right. Doncic wanting a foul call, not getting it. Then gets the foul call and banks it in on the continuation. That's our play of the day, Mavericks Radio Network, Luca. Finishes one assist shy of a triple double, 41 10, and nine assists. He scored 75 points in the two wins over Golden State this week. That's your play of the day. Play of the day brought to you by Simply Safe. Big fan of the new wireless outdoor camera. It lets you see what's happening right outside your home from your phone. You always know who's there. Claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with interactive monitoring at simplysafe.dan.com. Jeff in Detroit leads us off today. Good morning, Jeff. What's on your mind?
2: What up, though? One time from a back room, bros. Two times for the people in chat row. This is our second anniversary. Thank you, Dan, for putting it together. When we we're on YouTube, a collective group of people got together and formed this wonderful, wonderful community that speaks about Dan Patrick positivity and things of that nature. Shout out to Tyler who serves as like the swim teacher to make sure we don't run in a pool area. You know what I'm saying? So pretty cool. I wanted to I got a couple of a comment and a question. Yeah. My comment is this yesterday, you what we learned was probably one of the Funniest that I've ever heard you guys do. Paulie ended the show. You asked him what did he learn, and in reference to hand size at the NFL Combine, he says eight and a half inches isn't always a good thing. <laughs> and then you follow it up with the <laughs> you follow it up with the Callaway long off the T promo segue. Listen, man, I, I couldn't catch my breath. I promise you, I was in public. You can't be doing that to me, man. You cannot be doing that to me. Now, for my question to you, brother, the thing is this. With Dak having shoulder surgery and people not know, uh, on a non-throwing shoulder and Kyler Murray going through the motions and Arizona won the contract, who do you foresee, if you had to put money on it, who has the better season next year in the NFL, Dak or Kyler?
3: All right. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, I, it, Dak's going to throw more touchdowns. Kyler's going to make more plays. You know, this is, this is really about what you do when you get to the playoffs. And everybody puts up good numbers. I mean, Kirk Cousins puts up great numbers. Carson Wentz had great numbers last year. It comes down to, hey, Carson, can you beat Jacksonville? Oh, no, you can't. Kirk Cousins, can you get your team to the playoffs? Oh, no. So it's not about numbers. It's just about advancing in the playoffs. Numbers are nice to talk about, and usually that's how we rank our quarterbacks during the regular season, or who's the MVP. It comes down to who is moving their team further along. Gus in L.A. Hey, Gus, what's on your mind today? Good morning, Mr. D.P. Happy Friday to everybody. Uh, It was a pleasure being on hold so I could
2: listen to all the Lakers talk. I'd rather listen to Fritz to give me an eight-hour seminar on Timmy Stones than watch the Lakers play right now. Um, I'm actually calling because of the Combine. It, you know, so we're, we're making this big hype, right? And it's like, I looked up the record of the combine, and I think there's, what, like six, seven drills? Three record holders went undrafted the year that they actually did those records. So it's like, is it, it's not even enough to get you drafted to break a record during the combine. Yeah. Why do we still hold so much focus on it? I mean, John Ross broke, broke the 40, uh, He broke the 40 record. In four years in the NFL, he hasn't even amassed 1,000 receiving yards. Thank you very much. Ms. Patrick, you boys have a great
3: weekend. Thank you, buddy. Um, look, it's made for TV. ESPN tells us it's important. NFL Network tells us it's important. Really, the combine is about these, these uh, personnel people getting to see your medicals and getting a chance to sit down with you. It's, it's really not about the stats. And, and this comes from a scout, one of my sources who says, look, I, I want to know how healthy you are. We get to see you. We get the medicals. We get to talk to you. It, it's not as much, oh, my gosh, he ran a four five four. Mm, he's going to drop out of the first round. We'll talk to Daniel Jeremiah, works for the NFL Network. He's a former NFL scout. And, you know, maybe he'll tell me differently. Like, really, what is important at the combine? And we'll check in with the Lakers final hour coming up. Close out the first hour with our friends from Stiefel. They've been helping people for 130 years managing their investments. They know a thing or two. Let me tell you about their new app. It can save you time and make it easier to manage your investments. The Stiefel Wealth Tracker app. When it comes to managing your investments, knowing where you stand is half the battle. And you want to see your personal balance sheet. You want to track your net worth over time. And you can securely link all your financial accounts using bank-level encryption and monitor how all your investments Investments are performing in one place. Steeple Wealth Tracker also gives you direct access to Stiefel's award-winning equity research, investment strategy views, and more. steeple has been doing this a long time. When you need professional guidance, you can use Stiefel Wealth Tracker to connect with a Steeple financial advisor and get the help you need. Best of all, Stiefel Wealth Tracker app, completely free. Download it, App Store, Google Play, or at stiefel.com slash tracker. You spell it S-T-I-F-E-L, stiefel.com slash
0: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality visit lazarusnaturals.com today Lazarus naturals committed to improving your life as well as the world around you not available in Idaho Iowa or South Dakota
1: Judy was boring hello then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com.
0: it's my little escape
1: now Judy's the life of the party
2: oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon
1: whoa take it easy Judy. <laughs>